It's time now for an off-the-beaten-track sequel, and joining us once again is Peter Rukavina. Hi, Peter. Hi, Matt. Now, last time you were by, we were talking about the other Prince Edward Island. That's right, and in fact, the other Prince Edward Islands, uh, Marion Island and Prince Edward Island uh, down in the South Indian Ocean. We did a little uh, Cook's tour of, uh, of the Prince Edward Islands. So. And it was fascinating. There are a few people living on the islands, kind of uh, measuring weather, that type That's of right. thing. That's so, right. They're a possession of South Africa, and there are some South Africans there year-round doing weather measurements, biological research, that sort of thing. And, and it's the biological part of, of Marion Island we're going to zoom in on it today. Well, because you did leave us with a bit of a, a cliffhanger. It was a, a cat problem, a, a mouse problem that became a cat problem. Yeah, let's let's start off with the mice and and just for those islanders who aren't familiar with mice and <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to meet you. I live in your house. Uh, the word mouse actually has no scientific meaning. It's it's used generically to describe small rat-like rodents, things you don't want around your house. Uh, the house mouse is actually a scientific term and it's it's one of a greater family of rodents that includes mice, rats, voles, gerbils, hamsters. Your average house mouse, it's brown or gray. It can be up to 8 inches long including its tail. And uh, perhaps the, the most important feature of house mice for this feature is, is that house mice mature very quickly. They can mate about two to three months after their birth gestation, just takes three weeks, and the litters can include up to 12 young. Quick turnaround time. Quick turnaround time. The house mouse is actually native to Eurasia, but it's been spread around the inhabited world. And if you do the math, you can see that uh, if you just have two mice in the, in the hold of your sailing ship and you introduce them to some remote island, uh, they can have millions of ancestors very, very quickly. In fact, uh, two mice mating can result in some 2,000 mice as early as six or seven months later. Oh, so hey. They can really take over a place where they have no natural uh, predators. And that's what happened at Marion Island. Exactly. Uh, sometime around in about 1818, sealers were using uh, Marion Island as a base of operations, and they in inadvertently uh, introduced house mice to the island, and uh, they've been there ever since. Now, house mice, they feed on invertebrates. Uh, they weren't native to the island, and so they fed on all sorts of invertebrates which were important to the food chain. They didn't really contribute much to the food chain themselves, so they were an ecological problem. And when the South Africans showed up in 1949 and started to try to live on Marion Island, one of the other uh, features of house mice is they like the food and shelter of, of human dwellings. And so they moved right in along with the people. And then all of a sudden they became not only an ecological problem in terms of the outside, but also in terms of the inside as well. Hence the house cat solution. That's right. What do you do with uh, uh, if you have a, a, a house mouse problem? You introduce house cats uh, to the uh, to the situation. In fact, I'm I'm sure many others have done this on on a local level. Uh, the house cat it's a member of a family of animals that includes leopards, cougars, pumas. The average cat weighs about six to ten pounds, is about uh, 28 inches long. Like mice, they can uh, reproduce relatively quickly. They reach puberty in about nine or ten months. They can have three litters a year, and each litter can contain four kittens. So not quite as voluminous as as uh, mice, but certainly a lot faster than humans they can uh, reproduce themselves. So. We humans, it said, uh, first domesticated cats about 3,500 years ago in, in Egypt. And this was done because Egyptians noticed that if you had cats around, the mice stayed away from the grain. And uh, much the same way as, as uh, mice stay away from cats today, the South Africans in 1949, when they moved in, decided to uh, to bring uh, house cats onto the island to try and control this this uh, mouse problem, which again was causing problems for the environment and for themselves. Well, so it seems like a logical solution. That's right. So they took five cats, an orange male tabby, a black and white female, and three little kittens. Uh, 1949, they were dropped off on the island and, and let loose with the mice. Now, how naive they were is, I guess, what, <laughs> what comes to mind. Uh, two unexpected things happened, or Somewhat unexpected things happened. Uh, first of all, they found that the cats liked eating the birds of Marion Island more than the mice. Uh, in fact, recent studies have shown that the diet of the cats was only about 10 to 15 percent mouse 
and the rest of it was made up of birds. So they, they in very short order, ate several species of birds to extinction. So, really? Uh, in fact, that was more of an ecological problem than the mice, mice were creating in the beginning. Uh, the other thing, which uh, perhaps was not so unexpected if they'd put their thinking caps on, uh, the cats multiplied. And so uh, what started off as five nice little kitty cats in, in uh, 1949 mushroomed to 3,405 feral cats on Marion Island in 1977. 3,405 cats. So th then they decided that they had to do something about this. Yeah, they had a, to eradicate these feral cats. And I should mention that a feral cat is simply a domestic cat which has gone, gone back to the wild. So we've got 3,405 cats roaming around this island. They're eating the birds. They're an ecological problem. What are you going to do about them? Well, uh, before we, we talk specifically about Marion Island, I should say something about feral cat eradication because it, it's a problem which exists around the world wherever uh, domesticated cats have, have uh, gone wild. Sort of two schools of thoughts on what to do about this uh, problem. And in fact, a whole other school of, of thought as to whether it's a problem or not. But there's two schools of thoughts. First, you have the eradicators, people who think you should just round up these cats and kill them, get mm -hmm. rid of the problem. And then another uh, school which says that you should trap, neuter, vaccinate, and release them. So you, you, you catch cats, you vaccinate them against disease, you spay or neuter them so they don't reproduce, and then you release them back to the wild. And the big thing, apparently, that, that this philosophy has going for it is that when you do so, you prevent other non-spayed uh, or neutered, non-vaccinated cats from moving into their territory and just making the, uh, the problem worse. So sure. on Marion Island in 1977, they decided to go the eradication route, and, and thus was born the Marion Island Cat Eradication Program. The first thing they decided to do was introduce something called feline panleukopenia, uh, which is quite a mouthful, but it essentially means distemper or f the flu for cats. It's a disease, it's a virus. Cats catch it, it's very contagious. The symptoms in cats are very much like the flu in, in people coughing, sneezing, vomiting, diarrhea. In cats, it rarely lasts more than a week, but it's very, very fatal. So you introduce it into a cat population, a lot of the cats die. So they thought, let's give this to a couple of the cats, they'll spread it to their friends, all the cats will die, end of the cat problem. Well, that worked, sort of. Uh, by 1982, the cat population had shrunk from that high of 3,400 down to about 615, but then those wily cats became immune to the virus and uh, stopped dying of it, and they needed another solution. And, and in fact, what they found is that the cats with immunity now had less competition for food, so they thrived even more, and the population was, was starting to balloon up. So. By 1986, with this population on the rise, it was decided they had to hunt the cats, rather more primitive uh, way of going about it. They set out eight uh, two-man teams using spotlights and 12 bore shotguns. <laughs> they just went wild and killed uh, approximately 103 cats that way. The cats, I guess, became wilder even still, and it became impossible to, to hunt them all uh, to complete uh, eradication. And so by 1989, they were left with the only solution, really, uh, in their arsenal, which was to trap the, the remaining cats. Uh, by 1991, in April, they only trapped eight cats, and then they never trapped any more. And it's believed at this point, uh, unless there are a couple of holdouts who are really wily, that all the cats have been completely eradicated from Marion Island. It only took 19 years. I find all this kind of sad. I mean, they introduce the cats, the cats do what's natural to them, and then they kill them off. It's certainly not the cat's fault. Here. No, that's yeah. right. Okay. Well, what is the situation today then? Well, now that the, the cat problem's been solved, quote-unquote, you go back to the mouse problem. You know, the mice have sort of been uh, existing all, all along there. They, some of the cats are, are eating them occasionally. They uh, were happy to have the pressure taken <laughs> off of them exactly. for a while. There. The focus, the spotlight <laughs> isn't, isn't on them anymore. There's a biologist, actually, Charles Lau. He's uh, on Marion Island this year doing research on the house mouse problem because it continues to this day. There's problem, again, with the invertebrates being eaten and then just an annoyance to, uh, to humans. He's looking at population size. He's trapping and, and uh, marking and releasing uh, mice much as the same way that uh, people are eradicating cats. I guess the, the 
uh, most interesting thing about the cat eradication program is that it's now actually being held up by the anti-eradication uh, uh, people or advocates around the world as an example of, of why cat eradication just won't work. I mean, here you have uh, the best case scenario, an isolated island, there's no new cats coming in, you, you have a relatively uh, small geography to deal with and it took them 19 years. So how are you ever going to get rid of the, the feral cats in San Diego when you can't do it on, uh, on Marion Island? And you so. can't really go around the neighborhood with a with a 12-gauge shotgun well, like some of these people did. Probably not. <laughs> well, this is interesting stuff, Peter. I never know where you're going to take us on off the beaten track. I appreciate your time. Thank you.